everyone. Welcome again to another edition of Big Chris Live, the live stream, and then the podcast. I hope you do subscribe via Spotify or via Apple Podcasts or via something cool that's out there that I haven't heard of, but we're probably on it as well. And of course, it originates via Facebook live stream. Thank you for joining me. And my guest on the screen behind me, you can see him. You can also see the logo, Humble and Fred Radio behind him. Humble Howard on the podcast. Thanks for being with us, man. Wow. As I said to you just before we uh, started, I was like excited that you asked me. I appreciate it. Always been a big fan of Big Chris uh, and his work. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk. <laughs> I'm going to only talk about you in the third person. Oh, no. no. <laughs> how's, how's Big Chris? Did you talk to Big Chris and ask him how he's doing? I love that kid. Hi, Big Chris. You look great, buddy. How you doing? You all right? I'm great, man. You know, I, I feel guilty in saying this, um, but I actually had a good 2020. Like, I mean, I still have a job. I, uh, we're going to have a kid in April. Um, you know, uh, I bought a sports car. I bought a new set of bagpipes. You know, I've kind of been just living La Viva Loca this 2020. And I feel guilty saying it, but I feel okay saying it to you for some reason. Well, first of all, I appreciate that. You're a positive character. But uh, I, I'm also glad that in that list of things you're grateful for, that bagpipes didn't come before your kid. <laughs> I, and I, you know, it's yeah, funny because I, I, I haven't, I realize this year has been so weird uh, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is, you know, I was doing stand up uh, like right up until the week before the shutdown, but I never got up to Barry this year. Mm -hmm. And that's how we know each other. We did stand up together uh, about three or four years ago. We met. And yeah. I realized when you asked me to be on the show, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like I, there's a whole bunch of Barry people that I like that I didn't get to see because of this. And I think, for me, like pandemically speaking, that was probably the biggest drag is I never got to see a lot of people that I normally yeah. interact with. But yeah. I'm the same, you know, like I was very lucky. Uh, as you, we were talking about before the show, you've been to my studio that's in my house. So I'm, you know, basically on the 13th of March, we just sent everybody home and started doing the show on Zoom. But me personally, I was already set up with a board, a microphone, you know, everything was at my you know, in my, in my home already. And then Fred, our producers and, and guests, we've just been doing the show on zoom since then. And I would, I would ask you the same question. Like mm -hmm. you noticed, like as far as there was a little bit of weirdness there for a couple weeks getting used to it. But other than that, like I've just become sort of, it's e almost easier doing the show like this. There's things about people I miss for sure. But in terms of the ease of broadcast, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I feel guilty saying that um, in terms of my podcast. I mean, think, imagine, if, Howard, if you were to be here in person on my podcast, you'd have to literally drive, uh, you know, out of the city to Newmarket. That's multiple pain in the ass highways for those who know GTA math. And and like the, the hassle to come out and sit on the couch and do a podcast with me is a lot greater. And here we are. Literally, I talked to you yesterday about coming on the podcast. And you're like, yeah, how about tomorrow at noon? Yeah, okay, good. You know, it's an inter interesting point. And, and okay, here's the thing. I, as a comedian and a radio guy, you know, I miss having Fred in the studio and, and people mm -hmm. because I, I like the sparkly kind of human vibe. Yes. That being said, we've had more guests. Like, honestly, Chris, we we're always very lucky. People sort of know who we are who we are, who we were. So people will go, yeah, I'd come on the show. To your point though, mm -hmm. not everyone wants to drive to the city, find a place to park, sit around for 20 minutes while they wait. 
we've had more people say yes to us this last 10 months mm -hmm. than we would have had before. I'll give you an example. Lisa LaFlamme, you know, she's right a big humble, she was a big Humble and Fred fan, but there was no way she was going to come down here and do what we just described. But since the, since the pandemic hit, she's like, sure, I'll go to my office for half an hour. Yeah. And, and it's just been like that nonstop. Our, our, I would say our guests uh, definitely marquee wise, much, much different 2020 than we had previous. Yeah, I feel like there are no guests that are unattainable now. Like you could get Dave yeah. Grohl, you could get anybody through the right contacts, through the right record people or, or promotional people, right? Like yes. it's nothing for them to hop on a Zoom call or hop on whatever. You know, but you guys, when the first, when you were you sent home right away at no, your radio, we group? didn't go home at all. Uh, Melanie yeah. and I both, we haven't literally, I haven't, a haven't had, knock on wood, haven't had a sick day yet this year. And nice. I've been going in every single show other than my vacation days. I haven't missed a day. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, it was harrowing like during that lockdown time, you know, there were some people and most shows when I'd see on social media, we're broadcasting from home. And, and I was like, shit, but I kind of felt like badass going in every day, you know, during the middle of lockdown, I felt, I felt like I was doing some kind of uh, rock and roll duty to quote Kim Mitchell. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of surprised, but also, I guess, depending on the situation, you know, I've been to your studios. I mean, there, there's enough room between you and Melanie. Yeah. Um, well, we had her down the hall in a different studio, right? So, oh, okay. so there was that. There so we go. still had some distance. We have little cameras. We're still doing it the same way. We have little cameras, so we just see each other. But yeah, we're not in the same room, but we're definitely in the okay. same building. So we still have the yeah. same sort of chemistry. Are you in the same room now, or are you guys still separate? Still separate. Well, um, I worked very. You know, I've worked with Fred a long time. You've worked with Melanie a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I can because I can sort of. All I need is to be able to see him, and he can kind of signal to me. Like, well, we're either something overt, like pointing to ourselves. Yeah. Or I can just see when he when he sits back a little bit, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just go for a second. And then when he leans in, I'm like, okay, when I'm finished, he's going to say something. Yeah. So that that part has been fine. Um, you know, again, I kind of miss the instant little fun and everything. But, and, and I'll be honest with you too, like the, the summertime was great because I can, you know, get off the air and go golfing. But I, the, I really have to be, mindful that i'm not spending all this time by myself because you know i do the show and then maybe if I'm, i may not have one of my kids or my girlfriend may not be coming over and so i could literally be alone you know for a 24-hour period it's it, it's hard that way so yeah. i make sure i get yeah. out of the house every day and again thank you for inviting me on the big Chris podcast oh, dude like honestly howard i was super you were one of the first people i reached out to say hey do you want to come on my new podcast and then it was like one technical thing and i was like getting down this rabbit hole of oh i need to buy a cable to do this and then i wanted to be able to do that and then you know and next thing you know it's been three months that i've been just putting this thing together and i've been asking people to come on it and then and I've been like, people are saying, hey, I thought you said you were going to bring me on. I'm like, yeah, you're coming on. So finally, I was so happy we could get to uh, get to you, Howard. And, well, and it's my pleasure. And it sounds like, first of all, the setup sounds great. You're down your rec room there. You got yeah. your cool posters. And, um, I'm curious about you, young man. You said there in the intro that you're oh, yeah. uh, about, is this your first kid? This is, uh, yeah, first first yeah. time dad at 40. That's fine. Yeah. That's is fine. that okay? Is your wife, well, of course it's okay. Is your yeah. wife a little younger than you? Or? She's, yeah, she's a couple of years. She's 38. So, and, and, uh, and I'll be 40 by the time the baby's born. I'm 39 now, but yeah. I was uh, 38 when my second kid was born. So around the same age as you're going to be. And yeah. you know what? It's fine. I mean, you don't know any different. The, the energy level, like I, you know, there was a, 
I had a relationship a while back with a slightly younger girl, and uh, she yeah. wanted to have. I think that's yeah. when we were doing shows together. Maybe that was when right. we did. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. It was, was way past. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, she uh, wanted to have babies, and for a while there, in my late late forties, early fifties, I was thinking about it. Like, could I be like the sixty-five-year-old dad with a seven-year-old or some shit? And I'm like. It's an energy thing, and you got lots of energy, man. You'll be fine. I hope so. I'm trying to maintain my energy. I'm doing things now where I'm hoping to, like, you know, uh, like I'm working on my posture and uh, doing different things. <laughs> I don't know why my posture became so important. I don't That's know why. Funny. I don't think that, all the things I thought you were going to say, posture wasn't no. what I was working on my diet. I'm working on my diction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to I'm have better grammar, on, you know? Yeah, working on diction, grammar, and my posture. What? Yeah, yeah, I feel that's important no, for a new... No. Trans fats, not worried about them at all. Yeah. Fuck them. The kid's yeah. going to be like, my dad was a fat tub of goo, but his diction was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and he um, stood well, tall. For you and, and I'm not saying you're a fat tub of goo, by No, it's way. cool, man. It's all right. It's, you um, know. So you're, you're ba- and, and the baby's going to be born in the spring? April 11th is the due date. Wow. Yeah, that's a week after my yeah, 40th, they're good. So. Yeah, they're all right. You know, they everyone gets all excited about you know babies. Oh yeah, shit. it's but been they're, you know they're it's been exciting. The thing is, they're gross. They're so gross. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I'll tell you, Howard. Is that I think you know how people are like, oh, it's magic. It's yeah. ma- babies are magic. Having a baby is magic. Guess who's getting more magic in this relationship? Me. It's magic for me. My poor wife has been you know not sleeping. Her she because yeah, she's got to sleep on their left side and you know all the yeah. things that go along with it. And it's killing her hip. Her sciatica is out of control. She's getting migraines. And I'm like, honey, are you feeling the magic yet? You feel <laughs> She's no. Right. She wants to murder me, man. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny that the. Do you have a dog? Have you had dogs? No, no, no. I'm, I got oh, a lot okay. of allergies. We were thinking about getting a dog right up until, like, a hypoallergenic dog, right yeah. up until we found out that uh, we were pregnant. Well, so. the only reason I bring it up is I, I, you know, I had dogs all my life, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to some young parents when we were, before we got pregnant, my ex-wife and I. And I remember saying something like, oh, yeah, babies aren't that big a deal. I mean, I've had dogs all my life. And they, were sort of like, they kind of remember them kind of laughing at me, snickering. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what's the big deal? It'll just, you know, everything will be the same. But here's the thing I would tell you as a parent that you learn. Uh, this is part of the dog story. You learn this. First of all, you can't put babies in the cages. They don't like that. No, no. If there's but anything what, we learned. What you learn is this, that uh, your, your life will change on the date that you're gonna have that baby definitely changes, but it's not like a bad thing. It changes, it'll never be the same, but you won't care, right? You know how sometimes like you give up certain things in life or you make changes and and there's a bit of resistance? (laughs) With parenthood, that's what I found at least, is that there was this monumental paradigm shift in my life, but I, barely noticed it like i was like so enamored with the experience yes and not to get too heavy but that's what i would tell you the takeaway for me was i was never the same again but i didn't care because that thing it's one thing about yeah that what they tell new parents is like wow you know magic all that stuff it really is something else when it's your kid yeah, I'm, I've already been feeling that, right? Like I was saying, I'm feeling the magic. My wife's not. But like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, my wife keeps saying to me, too. She says, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you reading the books? Are you, you know, are you ready? I'm like, I've never been more ready in my life. I know my life's going to get turned upside down. Like, yeah, well, you know, but sure. I'm ready for it. You know, I'm excited for it in a lot well, of ways. Especially now with your new posture, Chris. I think that's... <laughs> 
<laughs> I spent $27 on this thing on Amazon. That's yeah. like an eighties police detective, oh. like uh, brace thing, you know, oh, and it, does it beep every, is, it, no, it's <laughs> no, no, it's a medieval one. It had spikes and oh, it really? would dig into my skin when I would uh, not have correct posture. Yeah. I I'm writing that down. Cause I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Working on my posture. <laughs> that's fucking funny to me. Good. good. Um, you know, listen, dude. And the other thing is, well, the last thing I'll say about, if, unless you want to talk about kids. Can I carry I got, on? I got material. But one thing I, I would tell you is that having a newborn, um, it's, you know, it's like you'll grow into it. Like I've never took care of a, of a baby until I had a baby. And then I never had a, I never don't, I could never have imagined taking care of a 10 year old, but you grow into it. Right. Yeah. I have two daughters right now. One has just turned 26. One's going to be 23. You know, both of them, chirp me endlessly <laughs> but like you know it's just wild like, i do this joke where do they get the chirping you're... from they come by it honestly no i know yeah well that's the thing it's just like being chirped by piranha that you chain that you that you trained yourself <laughs> yeah and they're smart and fast and then I'm, I'm old and stoned all the time and uh but so you'll grow into it you know yeah. you'll in three months you'll be like i got this figured out the first three months are like being dropped into a war zone it's yeah. just like shit's happening fast and people, babe, this thing is just there. And you're like, you're not sure you can keep it alive, but pretty soon you're like, eh, it's like anything else. You'll figure it out. Yeah, you find and remember this way stupider people than you and I have had babies and they're doing it every day. Honestly, that has been a consolation. You know, all you have to do is just go to the mall and, you know, see the mom or the dad yeah. walking the baby stroller around with, you know, their mask hanging under their nose. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's all you need to do let's talk about the pandemic how's that been i mean that is what a lesson this has been fuck dude uh, you know human uh, stupidity really at its finest oh, yeah. right as what as at its finest really in oh, a lot yeah. of ways yeah because no i love all the people i'm against vaccines uh, <laughs> but i wear a helmet when i ride my bike oh do you uh, yeah. Why is that? yeah question that yeah if you look at i would love to see Maybe 20 years from now, I would love to see a cross-section of study or of statistics um, as to uh, mental health issues versus QAnon membership or anti-mask rallies. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to go through some of the statistics, if civilization makes it, of course. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, I know you and Melanie and have been like Fred and I. like we talk about, really, you know, we talk about it a lot, obviously. And early on, we was it was very frightening because you're mm -hmm. not sure what tone to take. And, you know, we work Monday through Thursday. And like, since we started on series years ago, we just stopped working five days a week. But uh, during the first three months of the pandemic, Fred and I actually uh, added a show. Like it was weird. Like we just, we felt like on Fridays, we should just do a show by mm -hmm. ourselves. It was interesting because it's probably the purest podcast we had ever done because usually we were like this we have guests we have a bunch of people yeah under the big top come on in you know yeah, yeah. but this was just he and i kind of talking things out it was kind of fun in a weird way um all this to say that you know even though i'm 60 and you're 39 we've never I, i've never lived through anything like this i thought 9 11 was going to be like the big thing yeah but now it's 11 every fucking day 
So yeah, it's, it's yeah, just right. been an interesting time to be alive and a really interesting time, I think, to be a broadcaster. And I'm glad that I'm still doing it in some form, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's been an important, I felt important, especially during lockdown for those people who are still out on the road, still driving every day in their cars every day, looking for someone to either give them information, hopefully credible information. We did our best to make sure it was credible or give them a laugh or give them a bit of both. And I always pride myself on being able to give you a bit of both, a bit of information that you can use but also maybe a laugh at the end or a laugh at the beginning or all the way through who knows but yeah it, it was i felt important uh, you know during that time Did, do you guys I, I know you and melanie play music how many songs an hour do you play well right now uh we're on all christmas format uh and so we're really because they're only some of those songs are like a minute and a half so we're probably okay. averaging 15 songs an hour um, but, but in, in, in non-Christmas time, what would you guys do? We would do? probably be playing 11 or 12 songs an hour. Really? Oh, yeah. We, don't, we, we have very quick in and out sort of uh, breaks. So when, when something like the lockdown first happened or yeah. the early days of the pandemic. We did didn't adhere, little, we didn't adhere like to any say, that. Did you have a little latitude? To oh, yeah, yeah. No. no, it was actually, to be honest, I, I would say it was so chaotic just in terms of you know, whether it was radio management or radio personality sort of trying to catch up to what the hell is going on. Uh, I think everyone just appreciated the fact that we didn't we didn't cut breaks. We just we gave the information as much as as long as it took us to get it out there. Right. So, yeah, that was kind of the attitude there and everyone seemed on board with it. So, um, no, it was good, man. Um, on the uh, the the lockdown, Howard, you know, you mentioned very, very briefly. I was taking notes, though, uh, earlier when we were chatting. Girlfriend girlfriend now 2020 has been a lonely year for some people you had somebody because i also read that blow up doll sales jumped by 25 percent in 2020 due to coronavirus uh, you aren't one of those guys are you you're not you know the blow up doll guy hey, listen you know I, I, she's not here all the time and i still have needs for kind of <laughs> um no i uh i was lucky uh this woman and i've been involved uh i think just past three years she's great she and i uh for the first couple of months like we don't live together but we're basically yeah. together a lot of the days of the week and during the, the lockdown we basically stayed together for most of march and april and yeah. may and you know it was it was fine i mean i because again you've been in my house you know i got a lot of space here so it was good that way we could you know come down and work out or we, she could go and do some work in another part of the house but i read something that a lot of people um, were going through some uh, marital trouble during the lockdown because mm -hmm. because you were working from home, they hadn't people hadn't spent this much time with each other. Yes, yeah, I know uh, two two for sure COVID divorces. I know two people. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, they're like they they split up. Well, there you go because it's like, hey, I really don't. We're all of a sudden we're spending twenty four hours a day. It's like you really suck. <laughs> I don't love you as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised, but again, you never expect like some of these couples who you've known and, and they seemed rock solid, but then all of a sudden they're locked in a house together for two months on end and they discover things or, you know, sometimes it's not even things. I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, they, they, their right nostril whistles in a weird way when they're oh, yeah. sitting, when they're sitting or sleeping, you know, and, and well, that's and the plus thing. We didn't like, you don't know, like when this thing first started, you think, okay, I've seen pandemic movies. 
a lot of us are going to die. Mm-hmm. I'd like to fuck other people. If that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if the yeah, world is going to yeah. end, I'm not having sex with you right up. I mean, I got to go out and see what's out there. Well, remember too, and this is funny. I think maybe the last time we were on mic together, maybe it was on your show when I was guesting there a long couple of years ago, but remember there was that almost missile strike out in Hawaii. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Pornhub, the Pornhub porn stats just shot through the roof. Yes. Um, and and yeah, it was because people wanted one last, you know, before they before they bit the dust, whether they were alone or not, right? Dude, I forgot that story. That's a great story, and it just shows you the difference between men and women. Because for <laughs> people who don't remember, there was a story where there was an early warning missile mistake that yeah. basically they 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 thought that they were under attack from a nuclear warhead. And all the people in Hawaii were freaking out. But a certain number of men decided, well, I guess if this is the end of the world, I better jack off one last time. Yeah. Farewell. <laughs> Meanwhile, women are like, you know, writing notes to yeah. friends and loved ones. And guy, Pornhub spiked. There was about a 10-minute window Yeah. where they weren't sure if the missiles were inbound. And a number of men went on and looked up MILF Hunter yeah. or whatever. <laughs> or whatever their, their taste du jour was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, there's uh, some Pornhub news. They've been all over the place lately. I don't know if you follow Pornhub news like I follow it, but uh, okay, well, please tell me. No, just today they they had to uh, they canceled all of their non-verified accounts. So basically, all the non-verified amateurs who have been uploading their their the material, the the auteurs right. of this material, it's all been wiped. There's none of that. It's only verified and professional studio releases uh or verified accounts with so them uh, what's that releases so to speak yes yeah. really yes yeah professional releases <laughs> well um i would say this about Pornhub. yes the old guy is familiar with the porn hub mm-hmm. um i've spent some time there here's my question i wasn't sure if you're a red tube guy or what yeah what's that sir i wasn't sure if you were a red tube guy or what your brand was but well, you know it I, first of all i'll get back to Pornhub in a second yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm, I know of RedTube. What's the difference? Like, what would you say? I also, there's, there's YouPorn, yeah. which I find the interface a little bit clunky, yeah. um, especially because I'm trying to do things with one hand, obviously. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, it's it called RedTube? What's that one? Yeah, there's RedTube. It's, it's all just different shades of the same thing. I would say that Pornhub is probably the most professional. And this is just another step in that direction. Uh, uh, just a little more professional and polished uh, service. Go back to my question because I need mm-hmm. Paul when I watch people have sex. Yeah. Um, my question about porn in general, and, and I've been working on this bit for a long time. It is more of just a thought, which is why are they making new porn? Yeah. I can't watch the porn they've already made, Chris. I've tried. <laughs> I have tried. I have tried to burn through new porn. It's just, it's too much. Yeah, there is a cavalcade. There's an endless amount. If you can't get to the bottom, but there's still, I, you know, Howard, I think there is people who are out there that uh, have been around since the inception of porn or very early on. And they've been just collectors, if you will, enthusiasts. And they're they're completely up to date. You know, like we can't ever catch up. It's like no. Game of Thrones. There's someone who's been watching exactly. it from the beginning and they're, they watch it to the end. But if you're trying to start Game of Thrones from the beginning, it isn't going to fucking happen for you. And, and of course, the uh, porn version of that would be Game of Bones. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, 
Thank you. Or or gash of bones would also work. Gash of bones. <laughs> Man, you know, you know, one movie they never parodied was Mr. Holland's Opus, and I think there's room there. I think there's room there on that that title. There's some wiggle room. Yes, I, 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 I would ask you what it is, but I think you're just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't um, have an answer. You know, that's an interesting point you made. There were some people that have been watching porn, like from the early on part, but we could never, like, like when I was growing up in the 70s, you know, porn was like your daddy's playboy. Yes, tell us, Howard, tell us about porn in the 70s. Well, well Chris, <laughs> let me tell you a story about 70s porn. <laughs> I, dude, I whacked off to a Sears catalog. That's a true story. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, National Geo, I heard, was popular as well. What's that? National Geo was popular as well. Yeah, you know, I was never a National Geo guy. No. But I certainly thought the bra section of the Sears catalog was quite something. Hmm. But when I remember seeing a naked image of a woman for the first time, and I was like, it was crazy and you think about now like it was a big deal and then i remember seeing a movie for the first time but now in like three clicks you're like watching a goat fuck a donkey <laughs> <laughs> it's like what yeah. anything you can imagine it's like and then you realize and then you see the video and it's like other people are like this is the greatest donkey yeah. fucking a goat video yeah i you know and there's all these people that have loved it it's too much, is my point, Chris. Well, you know what? They're thinning out the herd, Howard. They've, unless that goat is verified on Pornhub, right. then it's it's gone. The material's gone. So you know, you're a young kid, so you won't know that. Like it, it used to be, sexual proclivities mm. were sort of on the dark side of life, and not that, not that I think they should have been. They just were. People's, you know, fetishes were always kind of kept quiet, and you didn't really know. And the greatest thing about porn slash social media is that like if you were a guy that liked to dress you know like a baby or something let's say that was your thing like you would just be like the, it would be like this terrible secret or maybe a few people on your street were like oh yeah there's chris Damn. he likes dressing like a baby you're right, or, right. Or people would just be a rumor now you can go to like the berry holiday inn to the and then there's like 600 guys dressed like babies yeah and you feel less suitors. alone Yes, exactly. It's brought people together for sure. It's, it has, it's thank you. It's consolidated fetishes. I think yes. is the right is the right term. And, and then you know, then you can dress like a baby and feel like you're not alone and yeah. you're okay. Yeah, uh, I got to quit. That's not my thing, by the way. But I don't. No. I have no problem with it. Okay, good. No, yeah. Hey, whatever floats your boat, right? I always say, let your freak flag fly. You know, yeah. whatever that flag may be. You know. Yeah, as long yeah as long as you're not asking me to change you then you're fine. That's right. Yeah. Um, Fred, uh, sorry. I uh, see humble and Fred behind you. They're the, uh, the thing yes. I was going to ask you just shifting gears here, Howard, uh, you yes. guys stream on Twitch as well, right? We did for about 18 months and then yeah. we, uh, put an end to it. We still have, what we do is we have all the equipment in here. All the, all the cameras are still in here, but yeah. Um, but what's your question about Twitch? It's great for some people. I recommend it for yeah. some. It wasn't our audience. Wasn't really going to ever adopt Twitch as a yeah. form of, you were the first. Um, you were the first uh, sort of uh, podcast slash radio people to do it, yep. though. I, I I was going to commend you on at least giving it a shot early on. Yep. Normally, I was I was expecting. I was like, are they going to have some PlayStation controllers in their hands or something? No, I know it's there? so funny. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because when like we started in uh, January of 2018. Yeah. And we streamed on Twitch, and we and we it was fine. Our audience. We had a small 
portion of our audience, but I didn't realize it was such a gamer platform, right? Yeah. You just, and then when you look at some of the big Twitch accounts, and I, I'm trying to explain this to like a 60 year old dude from Milton, like my buddies, <laughs> they say, what do you, what do you mean Twitch? I said, it's this, it, it's basically people watching other people play video games by the millions. But to a guy my age, it's hard to get your head around that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was curious. And, and now you've answered my question. So, uh, you know, I'm doing the stream here on Facebook. That's where the podcast. Yeah, so we we, we stream our show every morning. Yeah. Our show is live on, um, our show's live two sources. Uh, one on the radio station that carries our original show every morning at 7 a.m. We're live for a couple hours on Funny 820 in Hamilton. Right. And then we're live on Facebook. But I, I, I will tell you, and I, I listen, I love all the stations that carry us, iHeartRadio and all that stuff. But our podcast uh, still gets more listeners than all the radio stations that carry us combined. Yeah. Which is, I, I think I say that. I know it sounds braggadocious. No, no, it it's fine. Because no, I want to talk a yeah. bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're still, like that to me is the is where our bread and butter is, is where our sponsors get their most um, response from. But they like they also like that they can tell people that they're on the radio and they, it's still a radio connection, but that doesn't get us the listeners. Yeah, I find there's a, there's still a fascination with being on the radio from some yep. people, no yep. matter what metrics you show them as to where, you know, where the, the audience really is. Right. But um Anyways, I just wanted to give you a shout out, even though you're right there in front of me. But Howard, like uh, I remember you guys being the first in my memory, anyways, the first sort of broadcasters to jump into the podcast game. And I remember that um, it was sort of because you guys just teamed up and uh, based on your own brand, based on the two of you guys said, nah, we think we've got an audience and we're going to put it online. Right. And so, um, now we flash forward to years later, um, everything that I've sort of put together on the podcast here. And, and I thank everybody who, who was subscribing before via audio for now coming over and checking out the video side of things. But when I was putting it together, you know, I thought about a lot of the different people that I'd met over the years who had made the transition or who I really like what they've done and, and what, like what they've built. And you were kind of top of that list, Howard. So, you yeah, know, this, yeah. So everything I'll pass, I've, that, I'll pass that on to the Fred man, because it's something, uh, Mm -hmm. well, I, first of all, I appreciate two things. One, that there's still some people in radio like yourself that sort of understand and recognize just how long we've been doing this. When I first started, we did our very first podcast in December of 2006. We started doing yeah. it for a living in October of 2011. And in the world of podcasting, that's like we're Marconi stage. Like, I remember, yeah. I remember again, back to my 60 year old peer group. And they're like, what do you mean you're going to do a show on the Internet? Yeah. Um, and now it's like podcasts are so micro niche, but in our case, we were the, we were the first, like, I just, it's funny. I was going through some old uh, stuff around the house recently mm -hmm. and I came across the um, entertainment section of the Toronto star, uh, the weekend of October 11th, that air, that weekend, Saturday, whatever that Saturday was in October, 2011, I could say. And it was, it's like the pod couple was the, um, the headline and the picture of me and Fred. Mm -hmm. It was so new. The guy who wrote the article was having to explain in some detail what a podcast was. That's a mind blower. And just as you said, fast forward now, I just listened to a podcast last night. It, 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 I'm again back to the micro broadcasting of mm -hmm. it. The podcast was two guys who were in the cast of The West Wing who go through every episode and talk about it. Wow. That's where we're at. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. We, we have this joke on the show. We always say now, now that you're listening to Canada's most uploaded podcast, not downloaded. <laughs> we've just, we've just uploaded more episodes yeah. statistically than almost anyone else that's done this. We're close to 3000 of them. That's crazy. But in the end, you know, you know, the old joke about, you know, pioneers get the arrows, settlers get the land. There are lots of people now, of you know, are way, first of all, way more popular than we are. But the last thing I'll say about where we're at is, as you know, from your, you know, you're being a broadcaster, there are tens of thousands of podcasts on Apple iTunes. Yep. And I just checked because I wanted to know for sure, Humble and Fred Radio today on the iTunes comedy charts are uh, right now we're 164, which is amazing. It is. But like we're, we're ahead of, you know, some very famous people. We're ahead of a very famous Toronto broadcaster who still, you know, goes to work in a grown up uh, rock radio station every day. And, you know, we, we, we're doing pretty well for our little, you know, summer mom and pop shop that we have. Yeah. Well, I love it, Howard. And, and, and again, it makes me sort of envious. And like I say, you know, having the rec room down here, uh, is akin to the we have this big long tall building right so I just come down much like you go down to your studio I kind of come down to my come down the stairs into my studio it's the same sort of vibe right so um, anyways I, I just have uh, inspir- nothing but inspiration from you guys well, so I'm so glad it, you're on yeah and, so- and you know what I, and, and I'll just say I, I, I get the as we're wrapping up I'll tell you one thing about you you know I always admired the fact that you had the balls to go and do stand up so that was number one because there weren't really many as I told you when we met, you know, there are not very many broadcasters that can mm. do that. Um, I was sort of a comic and then a radio guy. Um, so I had some comedy. I was doing comedy a lot, but very few guys have done what you've done, which is give it a shot. You're, and you're very good at it. I mean, we've done, I think, several shows that we've been on together. Yeah, five or six, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did the, a couple of bigger shows. Big and charity some, ones. Yeah. Some charity stuff. But I'll, so I always thought that was cool about you. But the other thing, too, is, like you're, you know, you've got a nice gig there in Barrie. I know you'd like to work in the city; it's closer, but you got a nice gig there. But should you ever lose that job? Unlike when, you know, broadcasters twenty and thirty years ago would get fired, there was nowhere else for them to go. Yeah. But the fact that you're doing this now, thank you, gives you some. First of all, it's great for your chops, but it's also good for your audience because if if they said you can't come to work tomorrow, you could just come down the stairs start broadcasting and yeah. find your way and i and i think that's great young man thank you howard and it, lastly on this i will yeah. just wish you a happy hanukkah because i know that uh, we're in the, the hanukkah week right now um that's all i know really about it uh right. other than that there's i remember as a kid maybe i was like hey it would be cool to be jewish because i could get eight days of presents <laughs> but you know that's just a selfish third grader I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I will take your Hanukkah wishes and I will wish you a merry (laughs) birthday of the Jesus. (laughs) And I give my best to everyone there. And uh, Barry, thanks very much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Humble Howard, everyone. Thanks for checking us out on the live stream. And then it'll be available later on YouTube, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. 
Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.